0: Welcome back to the CEOish Podcast, and happy Wednesday. I'm Taylor. And Chloe. As you guys know, it's a new month, and we here on the CEOish Podcast like to bring awareness to different causes that are important to us. And April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We do want to put out a trigger warning because we are uh, dedicating this first episode of April to a conversation about sexual harassment in the workspace and how to set boundaries. This week,
1: we are so excited to have on Jen Hartman, who is a very special person to me. Jen was the first business coach I ever invested in, and she helped me navigate and transition out of my corporate job, which was one of the most uncertain and transitional phases of my life. But even far beyond business coaching, Jen has become so much more. She helped me establish boundaries, navigate client contract difficulties, and has genuinely become one of the most looked up friends I have in this online entrepreneurship space. She's going to be sharing a bit about her own experience with sexual assault at her former corporate job, how she overcame it, and turned
0: herself into a badass multiple six-figure CEO. But first, as always, we're going to be having a bit of a catch-up, followed by our favorite products and small business shout-out. We'll be honest here, it's been hard to think of advice every single week, so we think it's about time to make a change to our usual advice segment. From now on, we'll be adding a weekly post to our Instagram story where listeners can be able to submit their own advice to be shared on the podcast. Any tips that are chosen, we'll have their username shouted out in our intro. So Taylor, what's new with you this week? Well, first, I just want to say, you guys, please Please, please submit your advice please. to us.
1: Chloe and I have just been struggling <laughs> the past couple of weeks. It's just, I feel like I should have so much wisdom and advice to give. And it's been a month and a half into this podcast. And I feel like I have said all I have to say <laughs> for the phase of business that I am in right now. Um, i'm more than happy to give advice when i actually have something worthwhile to say and i do want to say that i'll interject mm. when i have it um but yeah every week it's been difficult you guys i won't lie yeah yeah <laughs>
0: if we if we have something good to share we'll share it but we don't want to just be coming up with something out of our ass just to give you something to work with. So we figure let's let's give you some advice that worked for other people.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like the past two episodes we did advice in, I forgot that we needed to have advice prepared. And I was making up the advice <laughs> as we were actually going through the podcast and recording. And I think in the episode with Tony, you can actually hear me like just say, Tony, I'm diverting to you. I don't even have yes. advice. <laughs> well, other than that one, you
0: did a pretty seamless job of I'm figuring it out but <laughs> well thanks it's all right I appreciate that so what have you been up to I recently
1: did a massive retail therapy binge um was it necessary no yes. did I do it anyways yes. yes I bought four new versed products which I hadn't tried yet and one of them is actually my favorite product of the week and I'm so excited to tell you guys about it um but yeah so I bought a bunch of new skincare products. And then one thing I've been in a phase of doing is I'm starting to upgrade my wardrobe. And Chloe, this is probably going to make you laugh because, you know, I am the least fashionable <laughs> person ever. My sense of style was rating yours and Kat's closets in college and uh, mostly Kat's. Mm-hmm. I just – I was <laughs> going to say I rated you guys too, but she's got some good stuff. <laughs> Kat had the best going out tops mm-hmm. ever. Like – Bodysuit queen. But anyways, I was looking at my closet the other day and one thing that I have, I'm really happy I've come to this realization about myself and I'm happy that I'm forcing myself to finally do this, but I've never been the fashionista and something that I have always gotten caught up in. I, it go in phases of getting caught up in it, but it's the fast fashion trends mm-hmm. and the colors and the patterns. So I'll buy a shirt that I see on a mannequin when I'm like casually walking around and I'll be like, Oh, that's so cute. It's on trend. Like I wear it three times at max. I see myself in pictures and I'm like, you don't look like yourself. Why are you wearing a pattern? Like, it's just, I don't, Mm -hmm. Like me in a floral dress it's just not my vibe you know like I'm not twirly and pretty and girly and whimsical like that and I feel like that's the kind of vibe that a dress like that gives Mm -hmm. off and it's just not me so I finally accepted this about myself that I need to just have the the standard capsule wardrobe I don't know if I'm going to go full blown like minimalist with my wardrobe here. I would love
0: to but but it's so hard.
1: Yeah, so what I did was I I actually invested in a couple of skims bodysuits, which I know Pricey, so damn pricey And I will return these bitches if they are not worth the money, you guys And I will be sure to report back on whether or not you guys need your own skims But I bought a couple of her bodysuits and like the actual bodysuits that you would wear Kind mm-hmm. of like a leotard, not the ones that like completely suck you in and go down to your mid-thigh mm-hmm. or whatever But I'm very excited to get those in the mail. They shipped the other day and just slowly like buying good basics because that's really all I wear. I wear black cropped tank tops white cropped tank tops and sweatpants like it's just it's who I am as a person and I'm done pretending I'm anything else (laughs) it's
0: the work from home outfit that everyone needs this is true
1: what do I do I work from home I go outside to walk the dog which I truly don't care if I look like an LA celebrity (laughs) who is trying to hide in public because that's what they all do they wear like the baggiest Mm -hmm. clothes put on sunglasses have their hair up that's me walking my dog in public you guys
0: (laughs) you fit right in with the (laughs) celebrities
1: I fit right in with the L.A. I don't want to be
0: seen yes. vibe.
1: And that, that's Perfect. my that vibe, is. you know. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, what's going on with you? I want to hear about house hunting with you and Oliver. Yes.
0: So first of all, it might be a little confusing because we – just recorded next week's episode and I also say I just got back from Florida but I just got back from Florida it was fun I had a good time we're
1: we're re-recording that intro we just won't touch on that you guys that intro was trash if you guys think that Chloe and I don't re-record things we were we We re-record things all the time (laughs) anyway I'm just gonna not everything (laughs) but a lot of things like if we just can't get our words out and we're stumbling we'll just be like turn it off we'll try again tomorrow yeah
0: yeah sometimes it's just not happening which is fine um, but anyway, yes. <laughs> Just got back from Florida. I had a great time, hung out with I went with the family that I nanny for, so it was kind of like somewhat of a working vacation. I did a whole lot more relaxing than working while I was there, which was awesome. You
1: got the hell out of Michigan
0: too. I got which the hell out nice. of Michigan. This is the family you did the mural for, correct? Yes, I did two murals for them and they're awesome for letting me do that. I really appreciate it. But yeah, I got back and went right into house hunting mode. My boyfriend and I are looking to move into a house in Grand Rapids. And if you don't know yet, the market is just so, so, so crazy right now. So we've put in one offer so far. We will find our answer. Yes. Or not yesterday. We will figure out our answer tomorrow. Not looking hopeful, but who knows? Wish us luck, I guess. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we'll find one. The right house will find you guys. We've got time. It's a super cute house and I love it. So I will be a little disappointed if we don't get it. But There's a ton of stuff popping up every single day. And so we will find the right house for us. I'm excited and I'm hopeful. So
1: getting the hell out of an apartment with shitty Wi-Fi.
0: Yes. (laughs) I can't tell you how excited I am to pay for my own Wi-Fi. Honestly.
1: I never thought you'd be excited to have another bill yet. Here we are.
0: I'm tired of using my hotspot because it's not the greatest. But what are you going to do? (laughs)
1: <laughs> nah. You guys, when Chloe gets new Wi Fi, you're about to see the
0: upgrade of the century. Yeah, you're about to get some videos of us recording and not just the audio. So look forward to that.
1: So yeah, if you guys
0: want to see me looking like a homeless person like I
1: would do if I was an LA street celebrity, um, getting coffee, <laughs> you you will be able to see that. Soon. Yeah, make sure to do <laughs> that. <laughs> I I love you guys. I'm
0: not putting on makeup to record audio. I don't think we need to. We're a, we're a very realist podcast. So we're going to be real with you guys. We don't wear makeup if we don't have to. So it is what I haven't it is. washed my
1: hair in 3 days. It it is
0: what it is. We'll see Billy Ray Cyrus
1: hair grease at some
0: point. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, now that we've talked about that, should we get into our recommended products of this week?
1: Yes. So back to my retail therapy binge. Um, Versed, one of my favorite skincare brands, possibly my favorite skincare brand. Like I think right now, if someone were to say you can only use it products from one brand for the rest of your life, Versed would probably be it. A lot of their products just work for me. They're clean. They're sustainable. I feel really good purchasing from this brand. Like I just love their ethos. So love them, and they had over the course of like three to four months they had four new products drop um it was a cleanser it was an oil and then they just came out with a new advanced like uh aging collection aging yeah they're they're like aging products but it's a moisturizer and a serum and i so i grabbed all four of them because i hadn't tried those products from them yet and i did purchase them myself i do want to put that out there I, i purchased them myself this time um they do send me stuff every now and then but This time it was my own, and I am obsessed, obsessed with the Sunday morning antioxidant oil serum combo hybrid thing. I am normally not an oil person. I have tried plenty of oils throughout my routine in throughout the years of being a skincare fanatic, and they just don't work for me. I feel like they sit on top of my skin; they're greasy. I can do like like you guys can't see me right now, but I'm like. Touching my face—it's just kind of like you know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the feeling, and I find that when I do it in the morning, oils typically don't play nice under or over SPF. It's just it, not my vibe. So when this product launched, I passed on it, and I wasn't even going to try it. But I had so many friends that I've gotten to try Verse products. Be like, D- have you tried this yet?" And I'd be like, "No." Like I'm just not an oil person. They're like, "No, you need this." And I'm like, "I'm really not an oil person." Like I know my skincare. A routine like I just know the products I like Textures and they're like no this is unlike Anything else and I'm here to tell you guys I was Wrong it's unlike anything else It's like a dry oil you have To shake it up because you can visibly see The two separate layers that like you know how Oil mm-hmm. and water don't mix so you Can kind of see that within the serum It's so good. It absorbs into my skin immediately. The antioxidants help my SPF perform better. It protects against free radicals. I will be repurchasing this oil. Like I cannot believe how fast I fell in love with this product. It has been in my morning skincare routine for a little over two weeks now so I've actually tested this product out and it hasn't broken me out or irritated or caused any form of like pore clogging because that's another thing that happens with me too if oils or moisturizers are too heavy on my skin it clogs my pores and I get like really weird texture bumps it's not acne but it's like a texture Mm -hmm. bump um so yeah uh after Five minutes of me talking about this oil.
0: <laughs> Buy <it>. oil serum <laughs> hybrid thing. You need it. Uh, Buy it. It's good. You'll die with it. All right, it. <laughs> question. So you have used the youth to the people dream oil, correct? I have
1: not. Oh, I have tried their their dream mask. And I've tried actually pretty much all of youth to the people products minus their, I think it's the Yerba Mate mate. I don't know their, if I'm like, saying that right. Thing? No, I have the mushroom moisturizer. I love it. It's arguably my favorite winter moisturizer Mm -hmm. when I need that extra deep layer of hydration. Um, But I tried the mask and – I, again, I haven't tried the oil because I normally don't like oils, but yeah. I know you've talked about it before and said it's one of your favorite products. So now that I'm a little more open to it, I, I might go grab like if they do deluxe
0: samples or travel mm-hmm. sizes, I might do that. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you your thoughts on how it compares to that. But yeah, no, I would I would think that you would probably like it. I use it in the morning under my makeup and under my SPF and I don't have any problems. So that's, next yeah. time we see each other we'll have to do an oil swap and yes. you can use my Sunday <laughs> yeah. morning and I can use yours you know, I still have so probably oh no three four years ago Taylor gave me two bottles one of them was what grapeseed oil and the other one was almond oil I still use them I don't know which is Home which
1: girl that shit is so expired
0: <laughs> oh my god Okay I'll throw it out I know I need to (laughs) I just hate throwing stuff out Like I feel like I need to use it all before I throw it out But I'll save the bottles at least Okay
1: that's One thing I can say that I have been better about, honestly, I used to be like, no, I need the full-size product. The Mm travel-size skincare is so slept on when you are a beauty fanatic and a product junkie like the way we Mm -hmm. are, because I just don't go through enough. And I'm lucky enough to get sent PR from brands at this point. So when I have people just sending me things, and sometimes brands contact me, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes shit just shows up on my doorstep, and I'm like,
0: oh, Nice little surprise. Uh,
1: it is but sometimes okay that that's another thing i struggle with in this i always feel like when i talk about this it's a woe is me problem and that i it, i sound ungrateful when i talk about it but it genuinely causes me a lot of stress when i have too much pr sent to me and i have too many products to test out at the same time and um the trash the trash mm-hmm. and the waste that all of this pr and packaging causes because i don't get just the standard Box that's like sent, you know, when you mm-hmm. buy like a, an item from Sephora, they just throw the items yeah. in the box with your samples and ship it off to you. you. Get the cute no, ones, they're elaborate they they're cute they they open up mm-hmm. they have things that pull there's a bunch of different wrappings and things like that and you know that's why i love purchasing from brands like versed and youth to the people because they put so much sustainability and thought mm-hmm. and research into their packaging like versed depending on the product they use a bunch of post recycled consumer plastic in their packaging so they're reusing recycled packaging already and you can recycle a very decent Portion of most of their products There's a mm-hmm. few with like metal caps and stuff That you have to throw out and things like that But these two brands also in general Do a really good job of continuously Innovating their packaging And for the sustainability purposes So I feel really good purchasing and accepting mm-hmm. PR from brands like that But when things just show up at my doorstep And I can't control it I start to get very ugh about just it, forward it I Just forward it to me Don't worry about it I'll handle it for well, you I... I do a really really good job of um like shipping off products mm-hmm. and things like that. Like sometimes again if if things don't work for me, I pass it on to a friend. I donate it to women's shelters like oh, that's all awesome. of those things. I never let product go to mm-hmm. waste, never. But again, I if I can control what comes to me and the amount of waste I produce from it. I I would prefer that.
0: Love that. All right. Well, my Product this week is a little less exciting. It is no, still exciting. I love it, but it's the ColourPop Flexitarian highlighter. I really that is definitely exciting. I this is my favorite highlighter, and it's like I don't remember how much I paid for it, but probably like six dollars. Six bucks. Like ColourPop is say, super super affordable. Um, great brand, great great, great, brand. great ba- brand. I love everything that I've bought from them, but this one is like you know I would recommend it to anybody but I would definitely recommend it to you know the paler ladies or men who like to do makeup I would recommend it to paler people out there because I've used so many highlighters where I'm like oh it looks beautiful in the pan but then I put it on my cheekbone and it's darker than my skin and it looks like a shiny bronzer almost like it's too dark for me and this one is like it's not too light, but it also isn't like white. I have some highlighters like that, which I love, but it looks like I have white highlighter on. and this one like ash almost. yeah, yeah, which like I love I love that sometimes. but if I just want like a you know natural daytime look, this is my go-to. I absolutely love it. It looks natural. it blends right in. Um, it also—I don't really know how I would describe the texture of it. It's not a pressed powder; it's got some give to they're it. They're
1: cream to
0: powders, oh, okay. the, like the,
1: thats the best way I can describe that. Like you, feel, okay? So, ColourPop—it's mm-hmm. a pressed powder. I like—you can feel it's a powder, but they're so soft and so creamy mm-hmm. that when you touch them, it's almost like it's like a cream. Yeah. But then you put it on your face, and all their products are like that. Their eyeshadows, mm-hmm. their
0: blushes. All of it. Yeah, which I love that. Like I can, you know, if I poke it, it leaves a fingerprint, but I don't can't like dig it out like a cream or something, which I love that about it. It's not like the Maybelline Dream bouncy blushes where they like bounce. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just honestly my favorite highlighter. And I don't think I will ever buy a different one if I'm looking for a natural highlighter. I think this is always gonna be my go to. So if you're paler or have you repurchased it? I haven't. It's this is my first one. I bought it three four years ago maybe and it's still I haven't even hit the pan yet like it's it lasts forever wow. I love it um I have a lot wow. of products like that like even my uh dip brow from Anastasia I bought five years ago and I still haven't hit the pan I'm
1: pretty sure I lost my dip brow before I actually finished yeah I was
0: gonna it. say everyone that I've talked to says like oh it either lost it or it got dried out but I've I've never talked to somebody that said yep I used all of that <laughs>
1: I, okay, so mine dried out a few times, but I did, like, the hot water Mm -hmm. trick where you get, like, a piping hot cup of water, drop the product into it, make sure it's, like, Mm -hmm. super sealed, you know, and then you can fish it out, like, I I haven't done this in so long, so I don't remember what the time frame is, but I think, like, five minutes and you can make it super creamy Mm -hmm. again. I used to do it with my MAC paint pots all the time back when I used to actually wear makeup, so. Yeah,
0: Yeah, back in those days, it was fun to do makeup all the time, but. (laughs) There's no reason to. I'm now. just tired now. I'm tired. If I could, if I could go get drunk and shake my ass at a bar one more time right now, I would do a full face of makeup.
1: Um, I cannot wait to shake my <laughs> ass on a dance floor to "WAP." Yes, the way it deserves. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that song deserved better. <laughs> Love
1: it. <laughs> I can't wait to see the amount of people doing TikTok dances on the club dance floor. Oh my
0: gosh! Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna. Be- can't wait for that it's also gonna be a little cringy it's
1: gonna be so cringy but there's
0: gonna be just a select community of people
1: that you know watch the same tiktoks Mm -hmm. as you and you just they know your humor i think it's gonna be a
0: new way to make friends yeah honestly (laughs) i'm just gonna be happy to be there whenever that comes around i'm gonna be happy to be there
1: i never thought i would miss the day that i couldn't hear and would miss being surrounded by sweaty people at a concert just shoving me into mosh pits and Mm -hmm. like punching me Yes, miss those days. Like I would give anything to be punched in the face of a concert <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, I hate myself. <laughs> do you want to do the small business?
1: Yes, I do. So I'm so excited about this one, you guys. And we are going to be keeping in theme of our boundary setting episode. So today's small business shout out goes to Live of Made With Lemons Co. on Instagram. That's at M-A-D-E. W-I-T-H-L-E-M-O-N-S-C-O, lemon, Made with Lemons Co. And Liv is a self-care coach that helps you redefine self-care without all of the woo so you can feel like your dream Pinterest board. She recently came out with a free four-step digital detox guide that we talk about later in this episode with Jen. She's one of Jen's clients and I've been connected with her through her and I downloaded it and I've been working on implementing this with my own life because hello, I am a social media manager with a very unhealthy relationship with my screen time. I average about five to 10 hours a day. It's disgusting. (laughs) I'm aware it's a problem. (laughs) And Liv's tips are super practical and easy to implement into your own routine. It just takes time to establish them as an actual habit and I will be sure to link where you can get the detox guide down below and connect with where you guys can connect with live on Instagram in the show notes as well I love it I know she deserved that shout out because again great guide great product I have never in my own entrepreneurship circle seen somebody put out a piece of content like this so I was super into it And I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people because I think a lot of people after 2020 especially too when we were all just trapped inside and I mean what the Mm -hmm. hell else was there to do besides aimlessly scroll through your phone and watch TV. I think all of us probably have some pretty unhealthy social media habits and could benefit from this. Yep,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Well, without further ado, are we ready to meet Jen?
1: Yes, we we are yeah. <laughs> just cut the tape. Just roll to the clip, you guys. You can even leave this in. Just just roll. I can't talk anymore. Here we go.
0: Here comes Jen. Welcome to our podcast. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you got to where you are today.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, like Chloe said, my name is Jen. I am a sales and marketing coach. I'm a speaker, and I'm also a podcast host. I take CEOs from one glass of bourbon away from quitting their business to launching unique offers and scaling their company with no BS marketing and sales strategies. I've been in business for about a year and a half. I started my business as a side hustle while I was trying to break away from corporate America, and I was originally running full-service influencer marketing campaigns for brands, done-for-you style, before accidentally stumbling into the online coaching space. So what people don't know is that it took me quite a while to land on my feet as a coach. There was a lot of trial and error, pivoting, had no idea what I was doing, basically a chicken running around with its head cut off for quite some time. It took a huge investment in my business and a leap of faith and a couple of failed launches. And I finally started to kind of piece things together for a coaching business. So fast forward now, I've helped over 100 business owners grow their brands through courses, workshops, masterclasses, group coaching programs, and one-on-one coaching. The past 18 months has been such a journey, but I've learned so many valuable lessons along the way.
1: Wow. And for those of you who don't know, I was one of the people that Jen helped launch their business. Jen has been with me through one of the most pivotal and transitional parts of my life. She helped me quit my corporate job, set my shit up, actually make sure my business was legit, like the whole nine yards. I would not be where I am today without Jen. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Mm -hmm. My heart is bursting. I mean it though, because I was a mess before you, like a tragic mess. (laughs) 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 took me from freelancer to CEO truly oh my gosh I love that yeah you were
2: you were one of my like all-star clients you really did take your business to the next level during our
1: coaching program Uh, and I I wouldn't have been there without you Mm -hmm. I mean that wholeheartedly Uh you're so sweet love that well we love that you are a badass multiple six-figure CEO. I have to add that in there. because, And one of the things that we love most about you and really want to dive in on the topic with you is boundaries within your business because you talk very openly about creating boundaries, giving yourself three-day work weeks, not being a part of the 5 a.m. club and so much more. And you're very open about this on your Instagram all the time. But I know it wasn't always this way for you. So can you share a little bit more about your entrepreneurship journey with us and just how you've established these boundaries, especially with all of the pressure all of us feel to be on 24-7 with social media and serving our clients. Absolutely. And I think before I jump into this, it is hard to kind of set your phone down and
2: not look at social when you are your brand. It is so difficult to just put your phone
1: away. My screen time is tragic.
2: Oh, mine too. I was looking at mine Probably a week or two ago, and I was like, oh wow, like five to six hours a day. That's fantastic. And I was trying to figure out like where I was spending the most time on my phone. Guess what app it was? Instagram. Insta (laughs) all day, every day. And it's funny because I do have a social media manager. I have a marketing specialist. I have a team that helps me out in my business, but I still feel the need to be as present, or maybe not present, but I still feel like I need to be on social media all the time, Um, but I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. My screen time used to be like 10 hours a day. Now I'm down to like five to six a day. That's about (laughs) mine right now, so
1: don't feel bad. Mine averages about 10 hours a day. Majority of my consumption is Instagram, followed very quickly by TikTok. It's a work in progress.
2: Hey, as long as you're working on it, right?
1: Yes. I Actually, you had your client Liv, the self-care coach. She's coming on the podcast in a few weeks, and I've been doing her phone detox guide. That's been super helpful.
2: That's awesome. I
1: actually downloaded that guide
2: as well. So Yes.
1: We'll plug Liv here. Download her guide. I'll leave it in the show notes. <laughs> well, anyways, when
2: I was first kind of getting into my business. So back in, oh my gosh, September, October of 2019, I was still balancing my business with my corporate job. So I think by default, I had to hustle in order to build my business. It's just kind of how it goes. And I knew that if I didn't hustle, if I wasn't just on social media all the time, if I wasn't trying to reach out to prospects and really run my business, there was no way it was ever going to get to a point where I was going to be able to leave my job. So I think that for a certain point in time, like when you're first starting a business, you have to grind. You have to hustle. I don't care what people say. It sucks, but it's also very temporary. If you put in the time, you will be able to take a step back later
1: down the road. Hustling is a season. Yes. Yeah, it
2: definitely is a season. It's temporary. It's not forever. And I think that not, I think, sorry, I keep saying, I think, but I know that if you hustle the right way, you can do it without burning out. So for me, Yes, I was working my corporate job after work, before work. I was working on my business, but I also made time to work out. I made time to cook myself food. I made time to sleep. It wasn't like I was up all night working on my business. I was able to focus on what I needed to focus on and take a step back when I needed to take a step back. And I think that's super, super important when you are starting a business because when you're passionate about what you're doing, it's so easy to become a workaholic. When you're passionate, all you want to do is work all the time. But when you work all the time, you're not working on yourself and you can't pour from an empty cup. So it is important to strike a balance between the two, whatever that might look like for you. It took me quite some time to find a balance, but I would say in the last six months, I've taken such a big step back. And part of that is just thanks to having a full-time employee, having contractors that I work with on a daily basis, and I've moved a lot of my business to a one to many model. So, a lot of group coaching programs where I'm not exchanging all of my time for money. And I also have passive offers. So, thanks to Taylor, a lot of this is going to be promoted through paid ads in the future. So, thankfully, I'm not on calls all day, every day, Monday through Friday. So, that's why my work weeks are just three days a week. Usually on Thursdays, I take some time to catch up on any courses I've downloaded, watch any workshops i bought, read books do whatever I need to do to kind of work on my own personal development. And then Fridays are like treat myself kind of days. I take off, I go get a facial, I get my brows done. I do what makes me feel really, really good. So it is important to find that balance. And again, like you mentioned, hustle is just a season. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but I do believe you have to hustle for a certain period of time to really get your business off the ground. And I think that newer entrepreneurs see people like me who are, not that I'm very far along, I mean, I'm 18 months into this, but they look at people like me or Madison Tinder or my own coach, Melanie Albert, and they see us and they're like, Well, they never work. They just play all day, and they get to have fun. It's because we worked our asses off in order to have fun in our businesses, and in order to take time off whenever we want to. But that is not what it looks like when you're first starting a business at all.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, and I completely agree too. Because I get messages all the time that are like, "You make this look so easy." And I was like, "You guys, I made like seven hundred dollars last month. Like, what do you mean this is easy? Like, no, exactly." And I think Instagram is a highlight reel too. You see the best, right? Mm -hmm. You see
2: me taking off on a Friday to go treat myself and spending money and having fun and shopping. But guess what? I had client calls Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm exhausted by Thursday morning. I need that week. I need the rest of the week to really recover and get back to a place where I'm able to serve again the following Monday.
1: We don't see Jen recording podcasts in her closet, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I think social media becomes the highlight reel just because nobody wants to show the boring stuff like the me sitting on calls all day and me sitting on Facebook chat support all day because they randomly turned off my ads or you recording a podcast in a closet so you can have the best audio sound possible, you (laughs) know? So uh, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I think it's just, it's important to take what you're
2: seeing on social media as just like a grain of salt. There's more to it. Either that person has a team that's helping them. They've automated so much of their business. They've worked their asses off to get to where they're currently at. It's just there's more to it than what you're seeing on Instagram stories.
0: Absolutely. Well, so you've talked openly on your podcast about this, but for those who don't know, Jen was sexually harassed in her corporate job, which was a major puzzle piece in her becoming a full-time entrepreneur. How did that impact your mental health and how has this experience shaped how you set boundaries for yourself and your business?
2: Yeah. So this happened back in 2019. I was about six months into my first big girl corporate job. I was so excited. I had worked my entire life basically to land a corporate job because that's you know what, mm-hmm. what you're told to do when you're younger. You go to school, you go to grad school, you get a corporate job, and then you work until you either die or retire, whichever one comes <laughs> first. And so I started working and we had a change in upper level management. We had different executives coming in and there was an executive who took a really strong liking to me and I didn't really know why. And it started off as very like innocent comments like, oh, oh, you're really young. Like, oh, we should go out for drinks or, oh, your hair looks beautiful today. And it progressed from there and I didn't really know what to think of it because It wasn't happening to other women in the office. It was just happening to me. And I remember talking to coworkers about it. And it was like, oh, well, he's not from our country. He doesn't get it. Or, well, he just thinks you're a good person. So accept it. And I'm like, what? Like, it's starting to get a little uncomfortable. And it got to the point where he would harass me in front of other people. And no one would say a word. He would corner me at my desk. He would put his hand on my shoulder, put his hand on my waist, put his hand on my leg. Nobody said a single word about it and i remember going to my friends and saying hey my friends and saying hey what do you think about this and they're like what are you going to do about it at the end of the day he's an executive you're the lowest on the totem pole what are you going to do and i was like i'm going to go to hr i was like i'm going to show them what's up so i go to hr and i tell them what's going on and i remember this conversation so vividly the hr woman was about probably 10 years older than i was so she was probably in her like early to mid 30s and she looked at me and goes well, this is a really strong accusation. Are you sure? And I was like, ma'am, I'm sure. And other people have seen this happening as well. And she was like, well, I want you to sit and think about it before we do anything about this. And I was like, okay, I'll just take a day to really think it through. And she was like, I would encourage you to talk to your manager first before we do anything. So I was like, okay, i talked to my manager. My manager was an older male manager and I had a conversation with him about it. And he was like, Oh, interesting. He was like, well, I would just advise that you don't get alone with him. Like, don't be alone with him in his office or anything like that. Like, make sure that you're not doing anything that would encourage that to happen.
0: Putting the responsibility on you. I was just about to say the proverbial, it's the woman's Mm -hmm. fault.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll watch out for myself then. And it got to the point where it didn't matter. This guy knew he could do it in front of other people. Other people weren't going to say anything, Didn't matter to him at the end of the day. So no one was there to look out for me. I had the worst anxiety of my entire life. Like I remember running out of the office multiple times just to like catch my breath and try to get my head together before meetings and I remember always being at work and like looking over my shoulder to see if he was behind me or I'd like find different corners of the office to hide in. So he didn't talk to me. I tried so hard to like stay as far away as I could. So I wouldn't make the situation worse. And for some reason, so I did product marketing and he chose my product to really focus on. And he got a lot of interaction time with me and I would like create a project for him. I can't, I would come back to him and he'd be like, this isn't good enough. I don't like this. So it was just nonstop interaction with him, whether I liked it or not, because I was his new office favorite, unfortunately, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, my anxiety is so bad. I'm having anxiety attacks. I'm having panic attacks this is not worth it for me. If this is what corporate America is. And like, that's what my impression of corporate America was at, my po- at that point. I was like, okay, so I'm going to get harassed and no one's going to appreciate the work I'm doing. No one's going to stand up for me. Like, why would I want to keep working in corporate? Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, what are we going to do? Like, I can't find a dream job for myself. I remember looking at different jobs in Dallas looked at jobs back in Louisville and nothing was coming up that I was like so crazy about or if it was something I was interested in it would be like $12 an hour or like $15 an hour and I was like well this is all fine and dandy but I'm not going to be able to like pay my bills off of a job like this I
1: would be offended if somebody offered me 12 to $15 an hour with a college degree because I was making that at Yankee Candle when I was like 16 people come on <laughs> I would be offended. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too.
2: I'm like, well, I have four years of experience at this point. I've worked with like hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing budgets. I've worked with big name clients like Procter and Gamble, Free to Lay, whatever you name it. And I was like, I cannot go back to working for twelve dollars an hour, or fifteen dollars an hour, working for a marketing agency, which I really enjoy doing. So I was like, well, why don't I just create my own marketing agency and see what happens? And my boyfriend was like do it, go for it. And I was like, okay, like I literally had nothing else. It was either I was going to make this work or I was just going to find another job. I was at like the lowest point of my entire life. And I figured if not now, then when? So started working for myself, really enjoyed it. And then slowly, but surely kind of pivoted over into coaching, but I don't want to get like too far off the point here. When it comes to boundaries now, like though that experience was so like traumatizing for me and it has taken hundreds and hundreds of hours of therapy and a lot of money to work through. It has helped me in the long run being a business owner and working hands-on with so many clients. If a client ever tries to overstep or tries to break my boundaries, I feel so comfortable saying, that's not appropriate and I don't appreciate this and it will not happen again. I think that experience taught me how to stand up for myself in a way that's very professional and polite, but still very strong, if that makes
0: sense. That's awesome that you were able to turn it into something positive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually just had a
2: conversation with one of my old friends who worked in the corporate office. She was working for like our parent company, so she wasn't directly involved in our brand. But I remember having a conversation with her about this like maybe two or three weeks ago. And she was like, You know what? I think it's so cool that you were able to take this and like build a company out of it. And she was like, you could either you could you could have looked at this and said you know what screw it I'm done whatever I'll let my mental health go downhill I'll just quit I'll give up and I could have let it ruin me as a professional but I took it and I like built a company out, company out of it instead so I think that you can do like one of two things with it and I just try to make the best of the situation
0: love that badass mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> And, you know, it's sad to me, too, because I come from the corporate background as well. And although I wasn't sexually harassed by a man or an employer, I unfortunately was just straight up harassed for my age. Like the ageism thing is very real, too. In corporate America, you sit with high level executives that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years and none of them grew up on social media. And yet they're trying to tell me how to do my job. So it was just it's frustrating. And I think, unfortunately, this is more common in corporate. Than people care to talk about. And I know more people than not that have terrible experiences with harassment than had like can say, Yeah, I, I'm fine in my job, whatever. And it sucks that it's mostly women too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is
2: really, really sad. The more I open up and the more I talk about this, the more I have women coming to me saying, Oh, it happened to me too. Oh, it's going on right now. And I'm like, it's unbelievable how common it it, it happens, and mm-hmm. just because it's common doesn't mean it's okay. It shouldn't be acceptable. But you know, you get put into this very bad position where you're young, you're female, and you have older male executives who think that they can harass you, and there's no consequences. And you know, sometimes it's either you leave your job, you get fired for standing up for yourself. Like at the end of the day, as a young female in corporate America, there's nothing to gain, right? Like. Either way you
1: look at it, it's a catch-22 for yourself. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to bring up that you mentioned earlier because I wanted to touch on this too, how much HR did nothing. Because I actually rep- – I ended up – I had multiple conversations with HR about the person who came at me because one of my one of my most favorite agency stories that I ever had is I had to, like, defend myself over knowing a formula, like a math formula, the formula for <laughs> CPM. Um, I had a – A a co-worker completely questioned They were like do you actually know this formula And I was was like are you kidding me I just started rattling off random math formulas In the middle of the office in this (laughs) meeting like it was the most vintage me thing I could have done at this point, because I had just completely lost my shit on this person. And I was like, are you asking me this right now? And when we brought it to HR, it was like, we had a silly little 20 minute meeting. And then six months later, we had another silly little 20 20 minute meeting. And I was like, what is this doing? I'm I'm taking myself out of this situation. Like I'm done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's disappointing to hear that that just sounds like it's how Jen was saying her coworkers did nothing like it's so normalized that it can be happening right in front of you and you have no reaction because I'm sure, you know, the girl before Jen, I'm sure it was happening to her and then the girl before that. And when Jen left, whoever they replaced her with, I'm sure she was harassed too. And it's just so normalized that, yeah, you're left with the options of stand up for yourself, get fired, leave and start your own business or figure something else out or just put up with it. And that's just ridiculous that that is your options. Like, why can't you just go to work and do your job and not be harassed?
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's hard because like, there's so many young women who are so good at what they do. There's so many great marketers out there, so many great saleswomen. But when you go to work and you're so uncomfortable being in your own office, sitting at your own desk, how can you perform Mm -hmm. how can you do your job
1: yeah no for sure the anxiety the work anxiety is very real like sunday scaries exist 24 7 when you're in that kind of environment like you never turn it off you're constantly thinking about it it takes away from your sleep it's just not good yeah exactly it was it was sad because i
2: remember i think it was may or june of 2019 i flew home to see my family and it was the first time i had seen them since christmas the year before because i just you know working in corporate you build up hours and then you're allowed to leave and take time off.
1: Oh, your whole and two was, weeks a year, what do you do? Yeah.
2: Your whole like two weeks a year that you're allowed to go. And it's even harder when you live like on the other side of the country from your family. So I remember going home and my mom looking at me and her being like, You don't look okay. Like I had lost weight and I'm already a thin person to begin with. And at that point I was down to like maybe 103, 104, when I usually weigh about like 110. And I just had acne, like I was getting gray hair from all the stress and I was just a nervous wreck all the time. And she's like, you look sick. And like, that's when it really hit me that something was not okay. Like I had a feeling before that things were off. I was like, okay, it's kind of weird that this person is harassing me, making me feel uncomfortable Saying things in front of other people touching me in front Of other in front of other people but my mom pointing It out was enough to make me have like a full on Breakdown
1: okay I want to Add to this too because I have the same experience And where it really hit for me was When my mom pointed it out she was like You know it's not normal to cry at your Job as much as you do like it's Normal to have a bad day to have a bad Week like everyone goes through that no one's Job is perfect and she goes but the fact that You cry this much every Single day something's not right And when your parents raise you to and not let people disrespect you the way that both of us were like that sucks that feels like a level of disappointment like no other yeah oh absolutely my parents
2: raised me the same way I always had to stand up for myself um and it was weird being in an environment where I almost couldn't stand up for myself or I was going to lose my job it was very very I don't know the word for it. paralyzing it just, it, paralyzing is a great word for it yes yeah
1: Yeah, it's just an eye roll, eye roll situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Jen, what tips do you have for our listeners, especially our introverts and our non confrontational listeners who dread these kinds of conversations and setting boundaries actually makes them feel like they're going to vomit? So, what kind of tips do you have for just setting your own boundaries and navigating these kinds of conversations?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, when it comes to boundaries, it is important to keep in mind that boundaries do actually benefit you at the end of the day and the other person because you're setting expectations as to what makes you feel okay what makes you feel comfortable and what's not okay and if you don't communicate your boundaries the other person isn't going to know you can't just assume that someone knows your boundaries because everyone's boundaries are different so when it comes to I'm going to speak on entrepreneurship specifically I hope that's okay Mm -hmm. but when it comes to entrepreneurship and you're working with clients and you're exchanging time for money, I always say it's best to establish boundaries right off the bat. Establish boundaries in your onboarding email, in your contract. Like, For example, if you don't check messages on Saturdays and Sundays, you put that in the onboarding email. Or if you don't check messages after 6 p.m., you put that in the onboarding email. You put it in your contract. You say, hey, I don't check messages after 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. However, I do answer the following morning. I will answer within 24 hours. If a client pushes your boundaries, always, always, always the first time around, catch them and say, hey, this was listed in my contract. Just wanted to give you a gentle reminder. Moving forward, this is how things will be. You just have to keep kind of gently reestablishing boundaries. And if it ever gets to be too much, you're always allowed to walk away at the end of the day. Always. If something is too much, if a client is breaking your contract, that is, and I'm not a lawyer, but I would say that is grounds to end a working relationship with someone. So boundaries are so important for business as well, because if you don't have boundaries, you get burnt out. It's so easy to be on your phone all the time, talking to clients. It's easy to be available 24 seven, but at the end of the day, you're not serving anybody really. And I've even noticed too that, yes, I will get messages on the weekends from clients or I will get messages at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. But what I've noticed is that if I just take a step back, a lot of my clients will figure out their own problems themselves and I'll get a message the next morning saying, hey, Jen, don't worry about it. Figured it out on my own. Talk myself into a solution. So it does actually benefit my clients when I give them the space to come up with their own conclusion.
0: That's awesome. I like that. Thank you. That's a good tip. All right. So our favorite question, what is your favorite self-care product under $50?
2: Yes. So this is actually sitting in my cart right now. I had to look at the name of it just to make sure, but it's the Tula Dual Skin Reviving Treatment Pads. It is a quick like two minute facial. It's it's double-sided and you just like, wipe it over your face flip it around wipe the other side over your face it's a little more abrasive but your face is my face is glowing after I use one of those and they're so affordable you can get a pack of six for like $22
0: Mm, I've never heard of that that sounds awesome
1: I've heard of Tula but I haven't heard of that particular product I have their like under eye glow balm I feel like that product is everyone has that but yeah I'm gonna have to try these now too you know me I love skincare. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I love anything Tula. You guys should see my bathroom upstairs. I have like 25 Tula products sitting in it.
0: Oh my gosh. My, my
2: <laughs> counter. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I love the
1: brand. They have such cute packaging. I wouldn't even be mad at those bottles out on my counter. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It's important. <laughs> All right, Jen. Well, where can our listeners find and keep up with you? Yeah,
2: your listeners can find me at my Instagram, which is neat.marketing, or you can check out my podcast, which is Served Neat. It, it. it is a
1: total twist on her love for bourbon, you guys. Jen's branding is everything to me. It's so well, it's so well executed. It's just chef's kiss.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I have a great social media manager and designer. I can't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> did she do your logo too? She did my logo. She did my branding, my colors,
0: Damn, my social
1: good. media. Damn, she's, she's like a good. one-stop shop. Yeah.
0: Wow. Damn. Well, if you guys want to keep up with us, you can follow us at CEOish Podcasts, And if you want to keep up with us personally, you can find me at chloew.art. And you can find me at
1: taygrambiz, that's B-I-Z, or my agency page for all social media tips at Socially Tailored. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.